was interesting. (laughs) The word of the Lord for this evening from Romans chapter 8, verses 37 to 39. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So what are you afraid of? It was kind of interesting when they put that slide up to see some of the reactions from up here, and I I think I kind of hit on some of the things that you guys are a little afraid of. But let's, let's see if you remember where this line comes from. Imagine a world where your greatest fears become a reality. Those were the opening lines to the hit TV series, Fear Factor, that aired on NBC from 2001 to 2006. It ran for a total of 144 episodes, and it was a major hit for the network. It was such a big hit that it inspired a a line of products to come based off of the TV series. Anything from board games and card games to even uh, attractions at theme parks. So in the series, the contestants were challenged in three rounds of competition. They would have to face things that people fear. Now that could be anything from hanging off the side of a helicopter to jumping out of a building with a parachute or it could be to enter a room that's completely dark and have to kind of move around and maneuver in there and try to find a a flag in that darkness. And of course, there was always that one competition where the contestants would be asked to eat something disgusting, something weird we normally don't eat. It could be something as simple as a bug or it could be some kind of animal or some part of an animal. But this this is what they would have to do. And if the contestants could make it through all three rounds of competition, they could win a prize of $50,000. Now, if a person made it all the way through all three rounds, they were able to conquer their fear, and they won the money. The line that they would hear from from the host, which was Joe, uh, Joe Rogan at the time, is fear is not a factor for you. What would your life look like if you entered 2022 where fear is not a factor for you? So is fear a factor for you as we reflect on this this New Year's Eve, as we think about starting another new year? What are some of the thoughts and the feelings that you're having right now at this moment? As we wind wind down this year and we look back at what's happened in this past year. Some people are are taking the time and they're, they're reflecting and they're thinking about this past year. And during that reflection, they're kind of, they're approaching this new year with with joy and excitement because we can move beyond 2021 into 2022. Then there's other people that are even more excited because they're looking forward to going into 2022 because they can leave the regret and the mistakes and the pain of 2021 behind and they can start fresh. Now in an article recently by the LA Times, they kind of explored some of the feelings people are having as this year comes to a close. When the people were asked what their feelings were, some of them shared that they were feeling grief over this past year. Some feel that they, some described that they feel kind of burned out and used, used up, not just from this year, but the last couple of years. 
Some express these feelings of trauma and fatigue watching everything that has taken place in our world over this year. Now all these these feelings have a a common thread underneath them. They all run through this this feeling of of fear. So how are you feeling on this, this New Year's Eve? Did the article from the LA Times, did it capture how you're feeling at this moment? One of those common feelings that that they expressed in that article is the feeling of fear uh, as we enter into this new year. Fear of the unknown. Afraid of the uncertainty of the future, of what's going to happen in the future because we don't know what's going to happen. It's not hard for us to understand why people are entering into this new year with, with fear. We don't have to go very far. All you have to do is you just can turn on your TV or read your newspaper or, surf or search the internet and you'll, you'll see the articles and things people are talking about and concerned about. In an article by the New York Times, they listed off some of the top issues people are concerned about. People are so concerned about these things that it's causing them to be afraid as they enter into this new year. So at the top of the list is COVID-19. People are wondering, is it going to come back stronger than it has in the past? Some people have gone to the extreme and they're thinking, is this the end of the world? Is this how our world is going to end with COVID-19 just wiping us all out? And then there's other people who are on the other side of the spectrum and they're wondering if we've reached the climax, if we've reached the end of COVID-19. Still, there's other people who are, who are watching the economy very closely. They're watching as the price of goods has increased. They're watching as the cost of oil has hit $100 a barrel for the, for the first time in a long time. And they're wondering as they're watching this, how is this going to affect my, my daily life? Another thing people are, are concerned about is, is politics. They're concerned about what's going to happen in the upcoming midterm elections. They're wondering what's going to happen when the Supreme Court hands down that, those rulings that they're, they're set to hand down later this year. And then, of course, there's the the tension between Russia and the Ukraine. The tension being that if Russia invades the Ukraine, we could ha- it could lead to another war. These are just some of the concerns that people are are, are voicing as we enter into 2022, and they're they're so concerned that it's causing people to to be deeply concerned, and it's leading them to be afraid. Now, it's it's no surprise we're not the first people in history to be afraid, to have fear. St. Paul, when he writes the letters, the letter to the Romans that we just read, he's writing to the Christians in Rome, and he writes this in the year 57 AD. Paul is addressing the, the Christians in Rome, and the Christians in Rome, they're living in this time of, of peace within the empire. The first round of persecutions of the Christians has, has come to an end. And so Paul is writing this letter three years after one of the most well-known emperors has come to power. He's a 16-year-old man by the name of Nero. You've probably heard of him. He's come to power over the Roman Empire, and as Paul is writing this letter and getting ready to send it to the Christians in Rome, he's just beginning to exercise his authority in Rome. Nero, he came to power in the year 54, and he's going to remain in power all the way to 68 to the year 68. The Christians in Rome, they were living in this time of, of, of uncertainty. They were wondering what was going to happen under this, this young new emperor. They were wondering, are we going to face persecution like we did under the previous emperor? 
are we going to be expelled from the empire like the Jews were, where the Jews were literally kicked out of the Roman Empire under Claudius in the year 49? Or were they just going to live peacefully inside of the empire? This was on the minds of the Christians of Rome. These feelings of uncertainty as they looked to the future and they were looking and facing what was going to happen. They were living in a time of peace, but that peace is not going to last long. Because we have the great fire of Rome that begins in 64. And Nero uses this and he blames it on the Christians. And he uses this as a way to go and to persecute the Christians. And he goes on and he kills many Christians and in many different ways. During the time of Nero, the Christians in Rome, they are going to feel, they're going to know what it's like to fear for their lives. To fear for the persecution that was going to come. But for right now, the Christians in Rome, they're, they're living in this, this uncertain future. And that's what's going on in the background is, as Paul is sending this letter to them. Paul is preparing to go visit Rome. He's not able to be with them, but he's, he's writing this letter to bring the gospel message to them. And so Paul, he's not able to be with them, but he's writing this letter and he's reassuring them of the message of the gospel that he has for them. Paul's reminding the Christians that they don't, have to, they don't have to fear the future with all the uncertainty that, that's coming. That, they're, that they can be certain of the victory of Jesus. Paul, throughout the, the book of Romans, he likes to use terminology that we find more in the court of law. And he uses it again in, in chapter 8. And he uses it to describe the victory we have through Jesus Christ. He tells us that, uh, that the victory of Jesus Christ, we've been justified. We've been declared innocent. The way that Paul is writing this letter, it's reminding the early readers of this letter who were living under the Roman law at that time that they don't have to fear also living under the law of God because the law of God has been fulfilled through his son Jesus Christ who fulfilled it perfectly. And because of that, we we are justified. We've been declared innocent before our Father in heaven. St. Paul, he he writes in this letter in verses 31 and 32, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us, gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Paul is again, he's reminding the Christians in Rome of what God has done for them. He didn't spare his only son, but he willingly gave him up for them. He's reassuring them of what God has given to them and how he continues to give them peace and comfort as they're living in this this time of uncertainty and they're looking into the future and they're not sure what's going to happen. But then St. Paul, he goes on in the letter and he reminds the Christians in Rome of where Jesus is after that victory he's already talked about. He tells them that after Jesus' death, resurrection, and and victory over sin, death, and the devil, he ascended into heaven and he's he's at the right hand of God interceding for them. He's reminding them that Jesus continues to be with them and it's all because of that victory at the cross. And he's reminding them also that all that has been defeated by Jesus' death and that whatever is going to happen in the future, whatever future may throw at them, Jesus has defeated it all. Now, Paul's not just writing to the Christians in Rome in the year 57 AD. His words, they can bring us comfort here tonight as we enter into this new year. 
as we begin this new year, we don't have to approach it like, like most of the world is with the fear of the unknown because we can know that Jesus is with us and nothing can separate us from the love of God through Jesus Christ. Paul goes on in his letter to clarify what exactly he means by nothing. Paul writes, not death, nor life, nor angels, or rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, or depth, nor anything else can separate us from the love of God. As we read these words tonight, we can find comfort knowing that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. We can trust in this promise because Paul tells us that we are more than conquerors of all these things because of the victory of Jesus Christ. And that, that will give us comfort and peace in this life now. We read these words from St. Paul and, and we're looking at starting another year. And we can approach that year without fear and anxiety because we can know, we can know that no matter what is going to happen in this new year, whatever's gonna, whatever the future holds, we can know that Christ is with us. And he's defeated all the things that threaten to separate us from him and the love that he has for us. We can enter into this new year without the fear of the unknown because we can trust that the plan that God has for each and every one of us right now for our lives. We can approach 2022 with confidence, knowing that nothing can separate us from the love of God through Christ Jesus, our Lord. We can approach 2022 with fear not being a factor for us. Amen. Now may the peace of Christ, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.